This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Uh-huh. I'm good. No! It's the undercard. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. I'm going to start off fighting whoever messed with his mic and these headphones, by the way. That was not me. Who, who was last night? Oh, IT and the D. We'll have to see you soon. <laughs> Uh, welcome. Episode sure, 232, The Undercard. If you're new to the show, we're an MMA <laughs> boxing show. Year four for us. Jeez. We're on our second term. Oh my God. We've been reelected. We're back. Been sworn in again for another four years. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> One can hope. <laughs> One, yeah. I, I honestly don't know how we made it this far. I mean, honestly. People make poor decisions. <laughs> us, people that listen to us, hey, it happens. All right, so we got a lot to talk about. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No. Nope. I thought you were motion for me. No, nope, me. First off, this show is brought to you by Main Events Professional Boxing in association with Lights Out Tony Promotions uh, at EMU Convocation Center. Oops, I lost my headphones. Oh, that's yours. Okay. Doors are at 5 p.m., shows at 6 p.m. You get to see uh, James Tony, which he's promising is his last fight ever, uh, going against Mike Shepard. Tickets are available at emutix.com. That's E-M-U-T-I-X.com. Or you can call 734-487-2282. I will be covering the fights for uh, Fight News, which is kind of cool because uh, it is James Tony's last fight. So I'll be able to say that, put it on my resume that I covered his last fight. So not bad. Do you, do you think it is going to be his last fight? Yeah, he's probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Why not? Why not? Because we know, I mean, we both know people that have said they're going to retire and then they come back. So That's true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, I'm just going to say yes on this one. Okay. Yeah. But try to make it out there. And if for whatever reason you can't make it out there because it's boxing and you're an MMA fan – Realize the undercard ring girls will be there, and that should be enough reason to come out and Absolutely. see it. The EMU Convocation Center, I'm a huge fan of that building. It's uh, like a small little arena type. It's where their basketball team plays. It's a nice, clean venue, so it'll be fun. But we got to start off the show really quickly uh, talking about none other than Saul Canelo Alvarez mm-hmm. versus Julio Julio Jr. JCC. Uh, yeah, JCC. <laughs> exactly, as another announcer had called. Uh, but we're going to break it down the only way that you know I know how to. I'm just going to tell you what I saw, what I observed, and we'll go from there. Uh, Jimmy pulled up some of my favorite sound bites from the corner of Julio Chavez Jr. when we are getting the interpreter from HBO uh, talking. But really quickly, Chavez did not want to fight. Uh, we're all human. I don't know if it was his nerves. I don't know if it was uh, fear. And you know what? It's okay to be afraid. They're boxers and their their lives are on the line. And it's one of those things where even when he got Canelo against the ropes and Canelo tried to lure him in, he would back off and then go back to the center of the ring um, 
a little gun shy, whatever you want to call it. That was uh, Julio Chavez Jr. And you know what? It's okay. At the end of the day, people bitching about losing 60 bucks or whatever. Uh, obviously, Chavez Jr. is not a fighter anymore, and that's okay. Um, I think it was fear. I, I noticed, and I think I might have even mentioned it on the show, he was giving no eye contact to Canelo during the face-off show first, uh, Ma- uh, with Max Kellerman. And, you know, we got to remember that boxers are humans, and the magnitude of this fight, two people from Mexico with Chavez Jr. having his dad's reputation on the line and trying to carry his dad's reputation, uh, could have been pressure. Could have been a lot of things. Jimmy probably has some theories on it. Rochelle probably has some theories on it. But we're all human, and clearly he is not in the same league as Canelo Alvarez. And Canelo, who since 15 years old has been able to handle all this on his back, is clearly mentally and physically light years ahead of Chavez Jr. Um, It reminded me, Jimmy, of – Fictional, but it reminded me of it. Mm-hmm. You remember when Maverick got shook up and he couldn't engage anymore in yeah. Top Gun? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. I really like he did not want to be there. You could tell in the corner he did not want to be there. Uh, I think he was just trying not to get knocked out. Okay. Uh, there was one round where he threw one punch like halfway through the round. Um, but you got some sound. He was like for I, us. he was like averaging like nine punches around. I think that didn't good do it. No, no. Give us us a little bit of the corner. Right. So this was after the uh, the I believe the eighth round. You gotta work him some more, Julio. Water. You gotta work him more, Julio. You've gotta get in there, Julio. You're letting him build. He's doing all the, what he wants all fight long. Come on, Julio. Get in there, brother. <laughs> Come on, Julio. Get in, get in there. there, brother. Uh, if you didn't you watch go, the Julio. fight, some little backstory here. After the first round, Canelo decided he wasn't gonna sit. He stood, didn't he want even a stool in the corner. And Chavez Jr. Did the same. You know, it was kind of like, I'm going to match you. After the second round, Chavez is sitting. Canelo never sit through the whole fight. I don't know if it was mentally preparing him for um, or mentally trying to get in the head of his next opponent. But clearly, Canelo Alvarez had overlooked Chavez Jr. But it didn't matter because he was, he was so good. But they say the fight ahead of you. But at the end of the fight, um, wasn't too much of a surprise. Someone tipped me off of... Uh, about it with much better context than I have, that he was going to call out um, Triple G. Yeah, Golovkin. And he did. Mm-hmm. And Golovkin comes doing this little stupid dance to the ring like he was actually going to fight that night. It was really <laughs> retarded. And I, you know what? I apologize for WWE. using that word. I apologize for using that word yeah, because no, I want to use mean. that word. But it was really, really stupid. It was look, sh- looked like an idiot. It was a showmanship, WWE, you know, oh, I'm going to foot you now. And then the promoter comes in and is like, no, wait till WrestleMania. You know, like, I'm just yeah. talking about the little dance he did. I know. I, and I apologize for using the, the one word. Yeah. It just it doesn't look right. It didn't look – it looked weird. But he comes in there and <laughs> – um, still dances better than you, Brad. I'm just saying. I got a dance move that has a name, man. It's called the Brad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you don't. I don't know if you don't have that. He's not kidding. Uh, yeah. All our kids do it. Yeah, exactly. I gotta. Say, I'll just ask I him. Gotta him. Say, 
They all have I gotta, their own I version gotta, of it. They I got to see this sometime tonight. I got to see what the brand is. more beers, maybe. <laughs> okay. Sheesh, you won't need that. Oh, my God. I just do it anyways? You just do it. But uh, so in return, we get this fight happening mid-September. Still need a venue. It's between New York, Madison Square Gardens, Dallas. Uh, is it AT&T Stadium? It used yeah. to be called Cowboy Stadium. And then uh, T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Mid-September. And I'm thinking, no proof to this, I think it'll be Dallas just because of what Joshua and Klitschko did with the 90,000. I'm going to think that... What's the bigger wanna... arena? I think they can get 100 in AT&T. Okay. Um, Jerry Jones is a huge boxing fan. Would love a spectacle. Uh, Cowboys aren't in town that weekend. Uh, a couple <laughs> bad things, though, really quickly. Uh, you're taxed in Texas. Where you wouldn't be taxed on your money in Nevada, state income tax. Mm. So if you're making, I mean, that could be some millions of differences there. Golovkin's yeah. never fought in Vegas. No. So I don't know. Well, how big? I mean, what's the difference between the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas and T-Mobile can hold twenty-one thousand? Oh, geez. Uh, TNT can do a hundred. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, you're going go to go. The only reason they would do Nevada is uh, the taxes. The taxes, I think. Yeah. But see. I would make it, okay, fine, we'll do Dallas, but you pay us X amount of dollars and then we make uh, uh, X amount of dollars based off of the ticket sales or whatever. So they're, they're going to make more money in Texas so that it'll offset the taxes that they would uh, have to pay. Does that make any sense? Yes. And that's how they would do it if they did the contract, you know? A little bit less money maybe on the uh, the purse and then – but they get X amount of dollars per ticket sale, big arena, so they get more money and it will offset the uh, taxes and they probably would end up uh, making more money in, in the end. Uh, what we do know as reported by Dan Ambrose uh, earlier today is that there is a rematch clause if Triple G wins. Canelo oh. can invoke it. Okay, but if Canelo wins, he gets to choose whoever he wants to fight. Oh, so Golovkin, interesting. Golovkin clearly, uh, because his pay per view numbers aren't near where the pay per view numbers of uh, Canelo. Saul Canelo Alvarez is. Saul, that he is able to dictate the terms. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's be happy that Golovkin, um, you know, wants to fight him so bad. Yeah. That it's good. Some of the uh, undercard highlights, Lucas Matisse came back after, I believe, a 19-month layoff or a 16-month layoff. He wins by knockout. Um, always like that guy. Uh, David Lemieux looked okay. Uh, fun style. Uh, basically beat his opponent to a pulp but couldn't get him to go down. Uh, but a lot of people think David Lemieux is probably in next <laughs> – is three behind Golovkin and Canelo. Okay. So it wasn't a bad undercard. Mm. Uh, the Chavez Jr. fight, bad. The people that were supporting him in the crowd were booing him after the fight. So that's not good. But you know what? He's probably done. I don't think we see Chavez Jr. back again, and that's okay. I mean his career was pretty good for the short amount of, of time. Uh, living in his dad's – Shadow, I mean, that's tough. His dad was maybe one of the greatest boxers of all time. And, you know, such a Mexican hero that Chavez Jr. probably could never live up to it. Mm -hmm. So those are my thoughts on the fight itself. And we move to September 16th. Early favorite, I would have to go Canelo if if someone asked me. (coughs) I just think Canelo's last two fights have looked better than 
um, Golovkin's last two fights. And I think Canelo is a machine right now. Doesn't mean that Golovkin couldn't win. I'm just saying Oop, early right sorry. now. Early right now, I would say that that's what I'm thinking. Um, <coughs> interesting thing, though, Dana White was caught leaving the T-Mobile arena, <coughs> and he was saying he said that McGregor May- Mayweather was scheduled for September 16th, possibly, and he said that this fight ruined that. Said he was happy because this fight needs to happen, right? But he said it was kind of ru- ruining the McGregor Mayweather thing. But Mayweather McGregor was waiting for McGregor to have his uh, kid, which congratulations to Connor from Team whoop, Undercard. Whoop. He is a proud uh, daddy of a new itty-bitty boy. <laughs> and so congratulations, Connor. And then, you know, earlier today, Dana White said that, you know what, there is a point that he'd walk away from these negotiations. He says it's not Mayweather, it's not McGregor. It's just that it, it's difficult for these two to come to terms and that there is a time when – he would no longer be part of these negotiations. He wouldn't say how close they are or where they're at. But they did lose that huge Mexican holiday in Vegas, which I'm sure Mayweather wanted. Mm-hmm. And so now they're going to have to fight some other weekend because you can't go against Golovkin Canelo, which would probably do better pay-per-view numbers for mm-hmm. you. Uh, you know what? It wouldn't do better pay-per-view numbers, but it would be the one that was covered more and respected more. Right. Um, so that happened, and then uh, really quickly, Ward Kovalov were supposed to shoot their face-off episode with Max Kellerman the day after the fights happened. A Ward was a no-show. Kovalov was there. That's not a good sign. Uh, we all know that Ward might be a little scared of Kovalov, but not going to the face-off thing. Uh, yeah, I hope this fight still happens a month from now. Um, you know, I don't know. Not to want to even sit down and do a TV show with him is a little alarming. Shows a little bit of fear, but like I said, they, these guys can be scared. They fight, you know. Their lives oh, yeah. are on the line. Their lives are on the line. So that is my coverage of uh, Canelo versus Chavez Jr. I want to see what his corner thinks again. <laughs> oh, all right. Julio, you've got to throw more punches. You gotta go in there. You gotta get in close. Get in close because it's distance. Is this for twelve rounds? Yes. <laughs> yes, if this is twelve rounds, you're in trouble. Punch zone. Look at where the yeah. When your fighter's asking that, and it's round nine, you're in trouble. He's looking up, and when I swollen, he's like, "Is this twelve rounds?" Yeah. 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 And you know what? And they were in the that just finished the ninth. And Canelo looked so good, they did a press conference with Golovkin after, and you couldn't even tell Canelo was in a boxing match. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'll post the photo. He well, looked the, fine. The, yeah, well, he stood up between every round. He did not sit. No, he didn't get gassed. Nope. Looked amazing. Chavez Jr. after always round two amazing, was kind of gassed. Um, but you know what? Chavez Jr. has always been able to take a punch, so it's tough to know if Canelo didn't have his power moving up in weight. And then you know what? All the Vegas pretenders got fooled into betting Chavez Jr. because he actually made weight, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's serious this time." Right? A serious Chavez Jr. Uh, the line went. <laughs> Fooled you. If they could hear the corner, we were with a guy watching it who had actually had put money on it. Not not a lot, but right. nonetheless, yeah, a little bit, yeah. And he's like, "Oh no, I you know, I, I'm going with Chavez tonight." <sighs> did you uh, just completely off the the, the topic or whatever? But speaking of. Placing bets. Did you hear about that guy that bet one dollar on the Kentucky Derby, and he ended up picking the four 
winners like uh, uh, sequential winners or whatever it was. Okay. Like it's like a this rare, rare thing that like never happens. But he bet one dollar and then picked the four sequential winners and he ended up walking away with like seventy five thousand dollars off of a one dollar bet. Bitch. I know. <laughs> Nice, like, good for him. Yeah, so I'm like, damn. He, just he think won if, the lotto. I'm like, think if you had bet like ten dollars, you know? No, I I got one horse racing story for you. Yeah, bet you I, have a couple, right? Well, okay, yeah. I guess I got a few. Uh, me and my friend bought a race horse, mm, but that's my favorite one. Okay, uh, wait, wait. Okay, you bought a race horse, correct? Okay. Um, we what thought, condition was that racehorse in? Uh, way too old. Okay, to race anymore. <laughs> okay, was no longer racing. Was, <laughs> so why did you buy the racehorse? Was eating us out of money. Could. Was eating us out of money. Okay, uh, he was kept at the Romulus track. You, I forget you, what the track was named, but it's you, no longer you, there. You, you know what you do then, right? You get a well, we're, two dollar two dollar buckshot. And then you sell the horse. Call, call Elmer's. Call Elmer's, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so when we found out we could no longer race the horse because he was past his prime, uh, we just kind of let him live out. Oh, no. So that's my favorite of the story. The other story is I did bet on a horse once that started running oh. the opposite direction. Didn't want to run. Kind of like Chavez Jr. And I, I swore off the sport forever. And like he did not want to run. Like the, the, the gates open, and he just like kind of stood there and started trying to buck off, and then like ran, and I was like, "Didn't so, run." So, uh, story for me: never been uh, to the horse races before. Decided to go to what is it, the Northville Downs or whatever it's yeah, called? Yeah. Okay. So I was there with uh, my ex and her dad, and um, so I'm sitting there and I'm like looking at the thing. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll bet a little bit of money, you know, what the right. hell kind of thing like that. So I'm going through and I'm like, all right, I'm going to pick this one. And and Joe, her dad's like, no, no, you don't want to pick that one. That one's not going to win. You want to pick this one. And I'm like, well, why? And he's like, well, because of this and this stat and this stat and that stat. I'm like, okay, fine. So I change my bet and I go bet on that. The horse that I was going to pick won. So I do it again. I'm like, I want to pick this one. He's like, no, 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 you don't want to pick that one. You want to three times. I'd say shut the fuck. Well, it's three times, three times, three times that happened. And then (laughs) so finally on the fourth one, I'm like, screw you. I'm picking the one that I want to pick. And he's like, no, no, do you want to pick this one? I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm picking the one that I want to pick. Right. And and he's like, all right. Well, then the one that he told me to pick is the one that won. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to play anymore. I don't understand I don't horse racing. I don't want to play anymore. I think I lost like 50 bucks or something like that. I don't understand. There the, it is. There it is. I don't understand the. Four years, Brad. I know. Four, four years. years. Was it on. the one trap? Why would anybody ever know to call here yeah, on a Tuesday, Tuesday night? night. Yeah. <laughs> From Wolf on Wall Street. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I don't even understand the incomplete sentences that they put in the programs that <laughs> are supposed to describe how good the horse is. It's like head fast, breaks late, it, but they're incomplete. Like you yeah. read it and it doesn't make sense. But people that bet it's, on horses, right, they know exactly what, what it is. Yeah. They understand it. Yeah, like it exactly. clicks, you know. It's like Julio, bet this horse, you know. It's Julio, like they more, know. more jobs. Uh, yeah, more jobs. <laughs> go to the ring girls. You have you ever bet any on horses before? Any kind of sports bets? Oh, uh not bets. I've I've ridden a horse before. <laughs> oh well I'm sorry, like no, but betting on like like 
the Kentucky Derby or some kind of horse race. I don't race bet or... on anything. Okay. No, and no sports ever. No gamble? No. no. What about you? I bet on the Kentucky Derby before. Did you? Right. Yeah. Did, did you, you win, win anything? Before I was 18. Oh. Okay. Well, so how did you, wait, so gave, how did you bet? I picked the horses and I gave the bets to my dad and he brought it down to Northfield Downs and made the bet. Okay. okay. Did you win? Anything? No? <laughs> I bet on the Greyhound races before. Okay. And? I won like a couple bucks there. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ever been ever gone to like a casino? Yeah, I stay away. I, I go to drink. <laughs> you go to drink. I go to drink. <laughs> okay. I work at Motor City, so it's like uh, sometimes yeah. uh, you know that crowd's not really for me. But I have I have won sixty dollars at the casino once. It's that was not my only for time. us either. <laughs> let's, let's be real. <laughs> the most I ever the most I ever won at a casino was. Five hundred dollars, and that was in Vegas, and that was uh, Texas Hold'em table. I won oh, five hundred dollars. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think I only won because the guy, the guy that I was playing against, it was a little mini tournament kind of thing, like that small buy-in, you know, kind of thing like that. And the guy that was sitting across from me, it was down to me and him, and and um, he's like, so we're just kind of chit-chatting. He's like, so where are you from? I'm like, I'm from. Detroit, because you can't say I'm from Dearborn because nobody right. knows what Dearborn is. I'm like, I'm from Detroit. He goes, oh, I fold. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, because we had gotten all of our cards and we were going, you know, Annie up and Annie up and Annie up and calling, 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 whatever. And I think he either he had bad cards or he decided, you know, if he's from Detroit, I should probably let him win or he's going to shoot me. Wow. So, yeah, won 500 bucks, but that was it. My, Every other time I lose. My so poker stories, yeah. Over here. I played uh, Macy Gray, you know, the Yeah, artist? Macy Gray, yeah, 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 yeah. I played her in poker at Did uh, you? MGM Detroit. Hold on, she hold was. On, she was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Name she, drop. She was playing uh, the Riverfront later that night. Okay. Not a bad poker player. I also saw somebody that called somebody and then decided not to pay up, which you can do in a casino. That's not a regulated game. That's between other other people. They just take a rake. And he wouldn't pay up. Even though he called, the guy flipped the cards, realized he lost, took his chips. There's nothing a casino can do except ban him from coming back. Wow. And that guy didn't get paid out. Wow. I think it was the same night as the Macy Gray thing. That's... And that's a rule I never knew. Like, See, I, I didn't know they that either. Yeah, pay out, yeah. They, they can't. They don't have the power to enforce that. I wonder. So he why. took his chips and he just left. And they're like, "Well, we'll ban you forever." And he's like, "I don't want to pay up." But wasn't it? Wasn't it a? Uh, it was a tournament, right? No, this is just cash. Oh, oh okay. I was gonna say because in a tournament you have to pay because you well, give well, the yeah, money are, to the house, and right. then the house is what. Yeah, right. okay. No, he called right. and didn't push his chips in the middle oh, and then just grabbed oh, his chips and left. But wow. like, like that took like an hour I'm, to figure out at the I'm, table. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm. I'm sure he probably got jumped out and outside. No, the the guy that he owed money to like bitched about it for like two hours. The yeah. casino said we were gonna, but like there was nothing he could do. Huh. They should have at least. If you play poker enough, you're gonna. If you play poker enough, you're gonna. You know the luck will come either way. Yeah, that's like true. That. I mean, I, I made a mistake once. This was at one of the poker rooms in which I thought a guy said call. And I flipped it over and I had a boat. Mm-hmm. And he clearly didn't see that I flipped over my hand before I should have flipped it over. And he called me and he had a straight, well, boat beats the straight. <laughs> and then, like, we still didn't know why he called it. Right. Stuff, but he never saw me flip my oh. hand accidentally. And I, I was just like, I, I, you know, it was right. just a weird confusion thing. But yeah, so this guy just, he's banned from the casino, but he didn't have to pay up. Huh. Interesting. And that might have been the Macy Gray day. She was okay. Maybe. Yeah. 
I only knew one song by her, and I kept wanting to sing it that day. And then uh, that's when I fell in love with Arnold Palmer's when I was on this little poker streak. (laughs) Um, That's when Ice Tea and Lemonade was introduced to me by another uh, poker player. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I started putting whiskey in it, and it was no longer called an Arnold Palmer. It was called a John Daly because we were now getting drunk off it. But it was pretty fun. (laughs) Ah, the poker days. Uh, Let's go to our our first quick break and then we'll come back. We got completely off topic. Eric McGuire on the flip side. No, I like talking gambling. I'll talk gambling (laughs) all night. All right. I am Groot. I am Groot. Welcome back. We're going to call Eric McGuire right now. God dang it. And see what's going on. Hi, you've reached Eric at A Square Fight Club <laughs> and A2U Boxing. Oops. We'll try him again in one second. Okay, we're, we're live. All right, try it again Are one you... more time. <laughs> okay. Go force this phone call through. <laughs> <laughs> you will answer our phone call. Hi, Eric. It's Brad. You're live on the undercard. How are you today? Pretty good. How you doing, man? Good. We're being joined by Eric McGuire from uh, Main Event Promotions. they got a fight happening this Saturday at EMU Convocation Center. Uh, tell us a little bit about this card, Eric. Uh, we got a pretty loaded card. we got Tim Bouts here. Um, and uh, we got James, Tony, fighting Mike Shepard in the uh, 12-round uh, Main Event bout for the... Uh, WBF uh, World Championship. It's a vacant belt. They fight for that belt. And it's going to be his first time fighting here this close to home where he grew up. Um, so that's everybody around here is pretty excited about that. And he's saying it's his and farewell then, fight, right? Yes, yes, yes. This is it. Yep. So he wanted to do it here. So, so your last time? He's been working on it for a minute. Yep, yep, yep. So it's coming along good. He's working hard, training, training real hard. And, uh, and he's looking pretty good. Yep. What can you tell us about his opponent, Matt Shepard? <coughs> Mike Shepard, he's, uh, he's been in there with like six other champions before, so he's cut. Um, he's uh, held, uh, I'm trying to think what that belt was. Uh, yeah, the North, he was like a North American champion um, through the uh, WBF, but it was World Boxing Federation champion. Uh, this, is, this, is the, this is the World Boxing Foundation uh, title belt that they're fighting for here but uh yeah he's he's coming to scrap you know he's got a big following coming uh he does a little promoting himself so he, he's the crowd too so he's not coming here to play games so he's gonna give it a good shot awesome and then who else is on the card for us okay we have uh sonny frederickson fighting his first 10 round fight um right now he's ranked by the wba so uh, winning this fight right here should put him uh, in the top 10 with them for sure. This will be his first 10-round fight. And then uh, we also have uh, Wellington Romero, who's uh, one of the uh, Rock Nation fighters. Actually, uh, Fredrickson is too. Um, he's fighting in an eight-round fight. Um, he's fighting a guy from Colombia. Fredrickson's fighting a guy from Mexico. Um so those will be some, and they're matched pretty tough too. We got some pretty tough guys coming over to fight them. Uh, we have uh, Ballard, James Ballard's fighting. He's fighting uh, Rojas. Um, 
Juan Rojas or those guys remember. Yep. He uh he fought DeAndre uh, Ware to where, draw. He, he had he had fought Ware at that draw. That was a tough Oop, did we lose you? Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, now we can again. Yeah, yeah. so he's coming in from Mexico to fight uh, Ballard. And that'll be a good fight, tough fight, good test for Ballard. Uh, Patrick Boozer, um, we're working on a couple different opponents for him. He's had uh, two opponents fall out already, so we think we might have something now. So we're getting that together. Um, Albert Bell, um, he's 8-0 out of Toledo. He's coming up to fight... Um, He's fighting William Boxley out of South Dakota. Going to be a pretty tough, uh, pretty tough guy too. And uh, they say this will probably be uh, one of his toughest opponents that he's faced so far. Uh, Isaiah Jones, uh, who fights out of uh, Jabs Gym, he'll be fighting uh, Eddie uh, Eddie Ace. I can't pronounce Eddie's last name. He's coming in from Texas to fight him, so it'll be a good fight for him. Trying to think of who else on the list. We got uh, Antonio Wade. He's uh, fighting four round fight. Got him all situated. I'm trying to think of who the other four rounder is. So you got a lot of talent on the A side for sure. A lot of future stars. Oh yeah. We've, oh. we've seen Sonny oh, yeah, Fredrickson sure. before. Uh, I believe in Ohio we saw him before. And then uh, you mentioned uh, Albert Bell. And then, of course, Isaiah uh-huh. Jones is a Golden Gloves champion, and then Antonio Wade is—he's uh, a superstar in his own right. He's going to be one day. So you got a, a lot of talent, um, and you're you're at a nice venue. Talk about this venue, Eastern Michigan Co- uh, Convocation Center. A little small arena, but it, it's nice. It's clean. Uh, it's a good place for boxing. It, it, the capacity there is ten thousand. Right. Um, so we want to see what we can get in there. We want to get get the crowd in there. The buzz is going real good around here about the fight. Oh, also too, before I forget, we got uh, Lorenzo Hood who was uh, in that Bellator uh, MMA. Yep, Bellator. Yep, fights or something like that. Bellator. Yeah, he's fighting. He's he's going to be fighting on the card as well as uh, speaking of uh, MMA. We got uh, uh, Chaos Williams. Uh, Hello? Dropped him. Oh, we dropped him. We're going to have to call him back. Right in the middle of it. I wanted to ask more about James Tony. Please leave your message for... Oh, we're going to have to call him back in a second. I think, I think it's on his end, not ours. Right, and his phone might have died. Yeah. So we can try him in one more second or five. Uh, the life of a promoter this week is definitely a busy week for him. Trying to make all these fights work and he everything like that. He definitely has like some that. names on there. He does. Sonny Fredrickson. Was that the Arnold? Uh, sounds familiar. So I think I got, Yeah. I think that was the Arnold. Okay. Yeah. I know I've seen him before. Maybe I've seen him in uh, the Toledo show too. I can look him up. Uh, but yeah, that's very cool. And James Tony, you know what? At the end of the day, he's a top 100 fighter of all time, maybe even higher. Uh, defensively was absolutely amazing. Uh, uh, fought did, Randy Couture did, in UFC. Him in? What did we just see James Tony in? What did we just watch? James Tony? Entourage. Oh, he, he has a little Entourage. scene in Entourage? Yeah. Couldn't rem- Ocean's Eleven I just saw too, and then Emmanuel's in that. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden you see Emmanuel. Well, yeah, Emmanuel. Yeah, all right, yeah. let's try him one more time. 
Gonna try him one more time. Holds 10,000, so that's cool. You're not gonna turn anyone away at the door, or unless they get 10,000, then you're turning away people at the door. Please leave your message for. Uh oh. We might have lost them. We might have to try calling them back in a few moments. Phone probably died. Anyways, I want to say the event one more time, uh, and hopefully we'll find Eric here in a second or two. But uh, the event's happening this Saturday. Doors are at 5 p.m., show at 6 p.m. He, uh, he, uh, he did fight at the Arnold. He fought o, Osumanu, some guy. Yeah, I think I got a picture with him somewhere, me and him, somewhere. Yeah. Sure. Sonny Fredrickson. Yeah, yeah Fight Time there. Promotions with Alicia Bumgarner, I think. I think. Just rambling to myself ah, and keeping I know. it. Yes. Keeping yes. it all. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. And I believe Fight Time is the one. You can get this on pay-per-view, too. He is too, 16 and 0 with 10 knockouts. That's right. Yeah. Cr- I remember him now. He's doing something right in Ohio. He fought the main event, didn't he? Doing something right in Ohio. Yes, I do remember. Doing something he right. He had better hair than in this picture. That's you know what? I, I just started thinking about this. You, you remember when James Tony uh, fought in UFC? I don't even know if you remember but he's talking to you, Jimmy, not me. I know I'm thinking. I so, don't. <laughs> so look, look up the date really quick. Oh, I, I remember it because it was a it was a. I want. I'm looking. He didn't do too well. So what happened was so he's, um, he's not an MMA fighter. No, but then everybody in MMA is like, oh, that's how a boxer would stand. So it, it might do us well to have Mayweather as a boxing fan. Have Mayweather just totally dismantle McGregor in a totally different game, and then that puts. Um. He, uh, uh, James Tony, James Lights Out Tony, uh, he, according to this, fought once and lost. Yeah. Against Randy Couture. Right. And that was in 2010. Yeah. yeah. So not too long ago. Well, seven, seven years, years ago. ago. Man, they fly by, though. Well, he was, 40, he was 41 when he fought, so. Was he? How yeah. old is James Tony right now? Then? 48. 48. Yeah. Seven plus 41. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're going to do oh, basic math on me here? <laughs> I was told there was no math on the show yeah. at all. Let's try Eric one more time, and we'll move the segment along if we, we can't get a hold of him. We'll message him and say, hey, maybe we have it on the flip side. Because I wanted to ask more about the James Tony fight. If it is his last fight, that's a reason well, alone to go to it. I mean, I don't know. Hello? Hey, Eric. Uh, we lost you there. I don't know if your phone died or what, but you're back on the air. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Sorry about that. I've been on this phone all day. Um, but, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, I was talking about uh, um, some of the guys that were uh, on the undercard. And uh, we were talking about the uh, MMA guy, um, Lorenzo Hood. Right. Yeah, and then also, also uh, let me see. Let me pull this up here real quick. We have uh, um, Chaos Williams. Uh, some people know him as Chaos Williams. His name is uh, Colin Williams. And then there's another gentleman named uh, Willis Black in the uh, MMA. Um, they're actually, uh, they fought in the amateurs in MMA against each other. They both just fought, uh, what, like, uh, two weeks ago. Right. On this MMA card that they had at Eastern, but they're going to step in the ring and debut as pro boxers against each other. So that's pretty cool. So I'm kind of excited about that. 
Yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah. J- James Tony, uh, one of the best defensive fighters of all time. Not only that, uh, top 100 fighter of all time. Uh, this is a big deal if this is his last fight because uh, James Tony, uh, very recognized in the world in the name, but I still think he's an underrated, under, underrated fighter of all time. I, I think James oh, yeah. Tony deserves to be up there with some of the greats when they're mentioned. Oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. And it's worth Oh, my gosh. This guy's working hard. <laughs> He's working hard in the gym. He's had a dip contest in here the other day. Uh, I think they cranked out. I mean, you got to figure James is a heavyweight, so he's not a small guy. I think he cranked out like, uh, I think it was just shy of 50 dips. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm, that's straight, though. That's not like taking any Breaks time off or anything. anything. Yeah, they were cranking it out. Not- one of these, he's, he's been wearing these guys out in here working out, though, that's for sure. Now, everybody wanted to know and wanted me to ask, what what are main events promotions plans? How often do you want to throw boxing uh, during the year? Um, obviously, with A-squared boxing, uh, is it always going to be in Washtenaw County? What what goals do you guys have for your promotion going forward? So what we plan on doing is uh, we want to really uh, get this. I mean, Michigan, this is, this is where we are. This is where we're based. Um, but we got plans for this Midwest area. For sure, um, Eastern uh, Michigan here at the Convocation Center, uh, we we've uh, set something up pretty good with them. Um, and uh, it, I was planning on doing this like three times a year here at Eastern. And the next fight date wasn't really. I mean, we were thinking of the next fight date, but I didn't plan on being back in here August fourth. But we're right back at Eastern August fourth, and the cards started getting loaded up so quick. I got some really good guys and some some more talented guys that weren't able to make this card here. And I probably got about three or four of them lined up for this next about for this next card already. So we're right back um, August 4th at Eastern. So uh, this is uh, something that we plan to do pretty often. You know, my main thing is um, what I don't want to do is I don't want to step on any toes or clash with any of the other promotions that's going on. So, um, trying to be mindful of this, it, with the scheduling, but we got the green light with Eastern here for the 4th. So I'm going to reach out and look at the calendar and make sure nobody else have anything on, on that date or real close where to interfere, and we're going to go ahead and roll with it. That's awesome. And then you got a whole week planned. Uh, you're doing it exactly like how Vegas or, or the big boys do it. You got a meet and greet happening on Thursday, and you got the weigh-ins happening at the Eastern Michigan Convocation Center at the atrium. Uh, I always encourage people to go to the weigh-ins. It's a chance to actually meet the boxers, get an autograph, uh, because on fight night it's next to impossible to have happen. But uh, tell us a little bit about the fight week you have planned. Okay, so the meet and greet. Uh, basically, what that is, we got you know uh, the, the guest list is growing, so we got quite a few people that are coming into town that. Want to see James uh, that he's been dealing with and knowing throughout the years and stuff like that. You know, different uh, stars and celebrities and and other champions. So they're coming out. They have a cigar line uh, called Heavyweight Champs. So we're going to be there uh, at the Chop House, which is downtown Ann Arbor. But the thing is, with the meet and greet, those tickets are three fifty. But with that, there's there's a whole lot more to it with that. Um, you know, you get the autograph stuff. Uh, you get dinner. Um, it's from seven to uh, seven to eleven, or seven. Yeah, it's about seven to eleven. 
Um, it's food and drink, everything's included, but you got to get that uh, those tickets in advance to be put on the list and whatnot. So if anybody's interested in that, they can contact me and, and get those because uh, basically it, it's, it's limited. Um, it'll be, you know, the sponsors and and uh, who's who that's in town and stuff will all be there doing that. So, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that'll be Thursday. And then the Friday, uh, the weigh-ins on Friday, um, you're able to get tickets there. Um, the uh, ticket, the box office will be open at that time. So uh, to proceed into the weigh-ins, though, you do need a ticket. So um, so it could be general admission or whatever, you know, and, um, yeah, so with the ticket, you can't come into the weigh-in. All right. Uh, I'm super excited to cover it. I'm covering it for Fight News with Bob Ryder. Uh, obviously, you hired our ring girls. They're excited to be doing this too. Uh, so we, we're great, uh, greatly glad to be a part of this. And uh, thank you so much, Eric. I know it's a busy week for giving us a little bit of your time. Uh, once again, tickets are available at emutix.com or by 734-487-2282. We hope to see everybody there. Eric, I will be talking to you sometime midweek here. Hey, man, thanks a lot. It was a pleasure, man. I'm glad you uh, were able to uh, take time and uh, let me get in front of your audience and talk about the fight, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm pretty sure everybody will be excited to see your round card girls out there, too. They, they always do a good job, and <laughs> people clap for them when they see them. you got a good set of uh, ring girls there. Um, so, yeah, well, I'm excited. Um, we've got a lot of the stuff that we needed to get done, done ahead. So we're we're, we're looking pretty good. Just a few little final finishing touches, and yeah, we'll be ready for this weekend. All right, Eric. We'll see you soon. You take care. Thank you, man. All right. That is Eric McGuire from uh, Main Event Promotions, also A-Squared Boxing Club. We're going to go to a break, but uh, everybody should come out and see. I mean, to me, that's nostalgic right there. James Tony's last fight. I'm going to believe it's his last fight. I'm going to cover it like it's his last fight. So I hope to get everybody there. Actually, Jimmy might have to do what? No, he's going to do what's on tap uh, after the music break. We'll be back. You're listening to The Under. Welcome back to The Undercard, episode 232. Uh, Jimmy's got what's on tap Welcome here. Welcome back to The Undercard, episode... There we go, Echo, it's working. Echo, <laughs> Echo. Sorry, I forgot I was plugged in. No worries, go for it. Oh, okay. Uh, so, this is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Uh, not much going on. Uh, we got... Um, May 13th at Birmingham in England on uh, AWE. Uh, we have Kyle Yaffe versus uh, Shugaru Moranaka. 12 rounds for Yaffe's WBA Junior Bantamweight title. Um, we also have in Ypsilanti, Michigan, uh, Brad was just talking about it. We have James Tony versus Mike Shepard. We have K9. Does it matter, Mike Shepard, Mike? It says Mike on okay. here, so I'm not sure. K nine uh, versus TBA. Um, James Ballard. Do we do we have an opponent for James yet? Did he say? Or? I don't think he did. Okay, uh, and many other um, uh, fighters. Uh, That's if for no other be. reason, for no other reason, go there and see James Tony in his last fight. According to him, and that's how the undercard and Brad are going to be covering it, that it's his last fight. Um, Moving on to MMA, UFC 211, 
uh, Miocic versus Dos Santos 2, uh, the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, Texas, in the United States. And that's all for What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Not much going on. Yeah, uh, just uh, briefly, uh, Daniel Cormier, what an a-hole. He just like I've never been a fan of his anyways, but now he's like, you know, because of the John Jones thing and the the fight coming back and everything. He's basically saying people don't like him. He said because he doesn't drive recklessly, and I'm paraphrasing, driving recklessly and and uh, snort coke or something like that. He said something, man. I can't stand that guy. There's not been a fighter I hate more than Cormier uh, for the UFC. I want John Jones to light him up with elbows this time to like be just so unrelentless to him. Uh, can't wait for that to eventually happen. That just me sounding off on something. Uh, so we were looking for stories to talk about and uh, include the ring girls in the conversation. And the one that uh, I immediately found, this is actually real news. Jimmy, do you want to pull up what I uh, sent you and read? Yes, I will pull it up. Stipulations. Yes, I will pull it up. Give me one second here. Um, so if you don't know what it is, and I don't know if uh, either one of you knows uh, what Zillow is. Okay, it's a real estate um, app, okay, or or website or whatever, where people can um, do uh, like put up, you know, for houses and stuff like that. But a recent house in on Zillow in South Carolina is gaining attention for its mystery occupant upstairs that agents are telling potential buyers don't bother asking about. The li- uh, don't bother asking about the occupant living upstairs rent free. Uh, so sh- should someone buy the home in um, Casey, I think is what uh, you call it, a uh, city near Columbia, the listing says that that person assumes responsibility for the tenant upstairs. Um, it says upstairs apartment cannot be shown under any circumstances. Buyer assumes responsibility for the month-to-month tenancy of the upstairs apartment. Occupant has never paid and no security deposit is being held, but there is a lease in place. Yes, it does not make sense. Please don't bother asking. Um, it is a, it is listed as a diamond in the rough. It is a two-bedroom house with a separate cottage. It is being sold as is with no repairs, no cleanup, and no warranties expressed. Or implied. Um, so, anyway, so we decided to look it up. Well, you know, really quickly, you know what that yep. reminds me of? Yeah. Like we're buying an opera house and they're talking about the Phantom of the Opera. Do mm-hmm. you remember the play? Yeah. Rochelle, oh, yeah. You, you got to leave the, the guy money. Yeah. And the new it, owners are like, I'm well, not going to no, do it. No, no, no. It wasn't money. Yeah, leave it box five. It's a box five. A and also, or they had like to that. pay yes. his. They had to pay him. Yeah, they had to pay him a, a stipend or whatever like that. Right. Yes. Very fan of the opera. Oh, very like fan of the opera. Yeah. Don't get to know why by this guy's fun, up there by phantom by foe. It's called the contagious shit, I theater. About that, dude. <laughs> Toronto. Every Red Wings game yes. had that fucking commercial. Yeah. Um, so we looked it up online. Uh, it is listed as 709 Michael Moss Avenue in KC, South Carolina. It is a four-bed, three-bath, 2,656-square-foot house. They're asking for $130,000. Um, and I'm just going to read quickly uh, this thing. Please read carefully before scheduling showings. May not qualify for financing. Great diamond-in-the-rough investment, property or primary home needing separate apartments. Little is known about the condition except that property has active roof leaks. And when you look at the pictures – 
Oh my God, yes, it does. Um, it is destroyed on the inside, and it looks like squatters were living in there, like the as like the previous tenants. It sounds like the Grudge to me. <laughs> you know, it might be. Uh, property is being sold as is, with no repairs, no cleanup, and no warranties expressed or implied. Upstairs apartment cannot be shown under any circumstances. Buyer assumes responsibility for the month-to-month tenancy. In the upstairs apartment, occupant has never paid and no security deposit is being held, but there is a lease in place. Yes, it does not make sense. Please don't bother asking. Downstairs has 1,742 square foot central uh, HVAC, two large bedrooms and ceramic tile bath with separate tub and shower areas, living room with fireplace, dining room, kitchen, utility, breakfast room, studio study with antique pine paneling and tile floors, which have all been destroyed. Uh, living room, dining room, and bedrooms all have wooden floors, which are destroyed. Uh, I'm just adding which are destroyed. Berber carpet and central hall, which has been destroyed. In 2000, some electrical and plumbing were upgraded. Upstairs unit has... Um, so, yeah. the um, uh, Some electrical upgraded. Backyard cottage has gas heat. Uh, two rooms, bath and great room with kitchenette. All units have been used as rentals at some point. In the past, downstairs has leased for $1,000. Upstairs, occupied $450 and cottage for $350. And the, uh, the, the amount of damage, what it looks like is there was somebody that was living there, destroyed it, and then left and left Everything. Have you ever seen there is a there is a TV show and I can't remember the name of it. I think it's called The Super or something. And it's about a property manager. And it's basically um, uh, people like live in there like they're hoarders or they're squatting in there and then they get kicked out. And then once they get kicked out, like everything is left in there like trash dirty garbage like furniture like that's what this place looks like is like that was that kind of occupancy before this was listed but it really started to get us to wonder who lives in the upstairs like is it the phantom there was uh rochelle found something that said that they they she thought uh it was listed that an artist lived up there um but what I what I want to know what I want to know is um, who lives in the upstairs that they're n- like they're saying in there that you can't kick them out. It's Norman Bates and his mother. Well, I don't eh, I don't see no because if that was true, then I would think that the downstairs would be the one that's occupied, and all you could occupy was the upstairs. What but, was the name of the street again? Uh, Michael Moss Avenue. Are they sure it's not Michael Myers? Well, that's you know. <laughs> That's a very good question. Uh, it could be. Uh, I'm trying to look at. I'm trying to look at the the picture of the uh, the house. There's a picture from the front, and there's like a, a big window from the upstairs. I'm trying to see if I see any like. I feel like this anybody like joke. peeking out, huh? <laughs> I feel like this has to be a joke. It's not a joke, unfortunately. I don't could, understand. <laughs> could be a couple that died in a car wreck, but now they're confined to the houses. Like Beetlejuice? Yeah, exactly. You guys should call the real. Okay, I'd live there if Beetlejuice. Well, I sent him. I sent him a message. Oh, you did. I did. I sent him a message. I just, I said, you know, I'm just curious. uh, We want to make fun of you on radio. No, no, no. It wasn't even that. (laughs) It was. I'm just curious um, uh, if um, uh, what I I I sent a message is basically said curious blah 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 looking to basically what I said is looking to flip a house, looking to buy low, uh, (laughs) flip a house. 
Um, I'm just curious that with uh, the uh, occupant in the upstairs, if I'll have access to the roof to be able to affect repairs, so on and so forth. And yeah, nobody's responded yet, but so we'll see. But yeah, and then that cottage is just, <laughs> uh, I mean, disgusting. It's disgusting what what it like. I mean, you really would have to see pictures of it to 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 get the full effect. But I mean, it kind of reminds me of. So ugh. my boyfriend's dad um, got a house that was in foreclosure for okay. a really cheap price. Yeah, and the family he gave them extra time to stay there because he was being nice and all this. And when they finally moved out and he got in, they wouldn't let him into the house. Okay, so when he finally got the house. Yeah. It was covered. It, there was yeah. thirty feral cats living oh in the God. in the basement. Everything probably smelled like piss. The sewers, the sewers were running directly into the basement, oh. all over the floor. The oh. house, every piece of furniture had been uh, like peed and pooped on. It was all scratched up, <laughs> and there were there was punch marks in the walls. Oh. Uh, the rooms had been like the mom was living, locked herself in the room, and had candy wrappers everywhere. It was crazy, yeah. like crazy, <laughs> like stuff you wouldn't even like, believe. Like uh, um, uh, Johnny Depp's mom and what's eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah, yeah, it oh. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't even go there the first time. There's something in the backyard too that I'm just very curious on what this is. A well, it's a well or a tombstone. Like oh. the no, not that the golden thing. Oh, the the art. Yeah, like what is that? It yes. looks like a that's done by the professional artist who lives. Okay. Up I was gonna say it looks like somebody took a tuba and like shoved it down. Here, I'll, I'll turn around the I was the thing. Say, I'll look There's it up. If you hold on. So now, I, so they bought it for fifty two thousand, right? I don't think it made that much. Money. No, no, no. That's the last time it was sold. Last time it was okay. sold. That was yeah. like in ninety seven or ninety. Yeah. No I way. Mean, seriously. That is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I mean, now I'm thinking about the ring. <laughs> well, with that little well thing yeah. there, yeah, the little cr- She's coming out of the well. And yeah. they're like, uh, "Just don't go upstairs, and you'll be fine." <laughs> or, or as soon as you, I can just, ima- I can just imagine, I can just imagine. You say, "Okay, you know what? I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to buy this." You spend all this time. You read. You redo everything. You get everything moved in. Everything looks nice. All of a sudden, that night, like when you first move in, the telephone rings. You're going to die in seven days. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. They don't really want to sell it, though, because the way they were advertising it, like don't ask, don't. you got to tell the story of what's going on with the guy up there. I don't. I just. Is he crazy? I don't. Does he live there? But see, here's. So hold on. I want to. I want to. I actually kind of want to uh, look this up or whatever. Maybe we can talk about another uh, topic while while I'm looking this up. But I want to see because I believe that if you buy a property, doesn't matter what kind of property it is, but if you buy a property and there is a tenant living on that property, you have the option to kick them out. You have to give them thirty days notice, you but you have the option of kicking them out. Yeah. You do. Unless Speak you, into the mic. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> Unless they sign, you sign something otherwise. Well, but that's what I'm saying. So the, the lease, I believe, becomes null and void when a new owner takes ownership. Unless they force you into signing. Well, that's what I'm wondering if that's part of the lease is that when you buy the, the house or whatever, you have to allow that person to stay. So I don't. That sounds like. Yeah, but I, I don't think there's legality in that. I mean, seriously, like, I don't think, I, I think even if they made you sign that, I don't think it's enforceable by, by law. I think once you take ownership, 
Um, you have you have to give them X amount of time to move out, but you can kick anybody out because it's it becomes null and void. I don't think there's a legality in that. There's there's got to be something that some that loophole. some kind of loophole that allows you to kick them out or whatever. But but then it just becomes okay. So you kick them out. If it's a crazy person. If it's a crazy person, <laughs> I mean, there might be some retaliation, you know? I mean, do you really want to deal with that? No. no. Not for that price. And that is, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sorry. No! Well, that's what that that's what you hear upstairs all day every day. Just that. I am Groot. I am Groot. TMZ is reporting that Christopher Big Black Boykin died. Do you remember him? Who? Robin Big. It's a wrestler? No. no. The, his bodyguard. Who? Rob, the skateboarder. Uh, Deirdre? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, I don't I never forty five years old. I never I like I was I was into skateboarding when I was like seven no, he had and a that stupid was a show or still does on, on ridiculousness on M T V. Oh, okay, I that never show is stupid. That. I don't I like that show. That. That's like Tosh. They yeah. wanna be Tosh. They can never be Tosh. They'll never be Tosh. So that guy's never going to get back with us, unfortunately. And I have so many questions about the guy living upstairs. <laughs> well, I'll, if, if he if like he I'm, emails I'm me, if I jumping just... subjects because I thought you were talking about the guy who died. Like, no, 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 he's no, not no. going to yeah. get back to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, if he emails us during the course of the show, I'll 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 jump in. But yeah, he's probably not going to get back to me. Dang it! They probably they probably at this point in time went. Uh, we're just shutting it down. We're not going to respond to anything anymore. Well, did you see how many people looked at it? Uh, 700,000 people. So they're definitely getting interest. But then they show pictures of that house and it definitely needs a lot of work. That seems very what pricey. What type of interest are they getting? I know. Probably just people <laughs> curious of the the story. It's got to be. Rochelle, I feel like it's got to be some there? kind of publicity stunt. I don't know. I just can't imagine that somebody would actually be like – that they would think that that would work. Maybe it's a fugitive. Who do you think's up there, Rochelle? Nobody. Nobody? Mm-hmm. You think they're just playing? There's nobody up there? I think there was at one time. Obviously, he created some beautiful art in the yard. <laughs> but you don't think there's anybody now? No. Then why can't you go up there? Don't ask when you come around. A little bit of mystery. I think it's a ghost. <laughs> uh, I think... I think, I, yeah, I think it's... Uh, um, I, I, I think up, upstairs is um, uh, D.B. Cooper. Uh, Stephen King book? No, D.B. Cooper. I don't know. D.B., really? D.B. Cooper? Look it up. Look it up. D.B. Cooper. Giving me homework. It's it's, It's probably one of the greatest American mysteries in the modern age. How do you spell D.B.? D (laughs) dot B dot Cooper. Is it a true crime story? It's true. 100% true. Oh, man. I love true crime. Uh, I need to look this up. (laughs) D.B. Cooper. If it is, he's been outed. He is referred to as an identified, unidentified man who hijacked a Boeing 727 aircraft in airspace between Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington on November 24, 1971. Mm-hmm. Uh, and got away with a bunch of money, and he has never been located. Oh, he's yeah, in the Bermuda He had started 200000 in ransom, equivalent to $1,180 million. Don't now. they reference him in Prison Break? Uh, I, don't, I never watched Prison Break. Yeah. He, he parachuted to an uncertain fate. Despite an extensive manhunt and uh, FBI investigation, the perpetrator had never been located or identified. 
The case remains the only unsolved air piracy in commercial aviation history. He's got that going for him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's D.B. Cooper. Is that the only reason why you can't go up there? The suspect purchased his airline ticket using the alias Dan Cooper. But because of news media miscommunication, he (laughs) – yeah, media never messes up. Uh, he, he became known in popular lore as D.B. Cooper. Numerous theories of the widely varying plausible have uh, been thrown out over the years by investigators, reporters, and amateur enthusiasts. The discovery of a small um, group of ransom bills along the banks of the Columbia River in February 1980 triggered renewed interest but ultimately only deepened the mystery and the great majority of the ransom remains unrecovered. The FBI officially suspended active investigation of the case in July 2016. He's a free man then now. But continues to request that any physical evidence that might emerge related to the parachutes or the ransom money be submitted for analysis. He's probably dead now, right? What year was that? 71. Oh, no, okay. He's not dead. For some reason, I thought you said it was in like the 50s. The FBI processed over 1,000 serious suspects along with assorted publicity seekers and deathbed confessors between 1971 and 2016. While none satisfied the Bureau's standard of beyond reasonable doubt, a handful of men and one woman to continue to be promoted as suspects by various private individuals and groups based on varying amounts of evidence, real and imagined. Hmm. Dude, I'm going to – now Now I'm hooked on this. I can't do a show. <laughs> Just read, read more about it later. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. So what do you, so what do you – who do you think Later. is uh, who do you think's in the the upstairs? I th- I still think it's Michael Myers. But. I think it's Michael Myers. <laughs> no, I think it's a ghost or some weird, really weird person. Oh wait, that Jason Voorhees. Like, <laughs> Never mind. If it was a ghost, they would play it off as a haunted house. Haunted, I just don't think it's that interesting. South. No. No. Why is it always yours? I don't know. Okay, wait. No, it was almost there for a minute. Stop sitting there, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Shannon's okay, having it's all good now. problems. Oh, good. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, so who do you think's in there? I think it was a haunted. If it was haunted. Is haunted? They, no, they would sell it off as haunted. Cause get, that's, get close to the mic. That you. stuff sells. Haunted yeah. Houses. No, haunted yeah, yeah I know. They, they want to as long as it's not like a malevolent spirit, you know. It's, I feel like if they're telling people, people not to go up there, it probably is. <laughs> Or or it's a it's a benevolent spirit unless you invade their space and then it becomes malevolent. Who knows? I'm Michelle. I don't think anyone's out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I what about, there, there what about you, Brad? Um, I like your theory of squatters. Probably somebody. Squatting. Oh, there's definitely people squatting, but that's like in the bottom that was level. squatting. Yeah, I think yeah. on top yeah. squatting too. Oh, probably. Maybe. Well, but it's weird because they say there is a lease, but they've never paid and they don't have a security deposit because no one's up there. That's what I'm thinking. There's something up there. It's not a person. There's something up there. The tiger. <laughs> a tiger. Yeah. I, like it's the, it's I bought myself a tiger. Bye-bye. Jumanji. Oh. Yeah, maybe. The Jumanji board is up there. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of horror movies I'm thinking of. Yeah, I know. could be those. Uh, all right, but let's move on from the uh, the horror. Yeah, so Jimmy, move on. Move on from from one type of horror to a different type of horror. Oh. So. Neiman Marcus. Okay, we talked about we talked about last week. Uh, oh, we by we saw shorts. We saw jean shorts that had the mud. Dirt on. Oh my god! We did. Oh my god! Did you punch that person in the face? Oh no no no! no, 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 no. Please tell me it was on a rack. It was on a rack. 
Oh, okay. Never and mind it then. wasn't in Neiman Marcus. All right. No, it wasn't. Uh, no, no, no. The, um, the Neiman Marcus wasn't the one that had the jeans. That was somebody Nordstrom. else. Nordstrom. Nordstrom. Okay, so Nordstrom, we talked about on the, the show last week, uh, was selling basically mud-splattered jeans for like 400 and. Fifty some dollars or something, four fifty dollars. So not to be outdone. Certain brand. Yeah, it's a certain. Well, everything has to be a certain brand. You know, if you take a pair of Levi's and splash mud on it, they're just dirty Levi's. Um, But Neiman Marcus, not to be outdone, is selling destroyed high top sneakers for one thousand four hundred twenty five dollars. Sold. Destroyed by what? Destroyed. um, Fire. Nope. Uh, it honestly, Acid. honestly, it looks like you the took the game. shoe. It, it looks like you took the shoe, you threw into a pit of pit bulls, said "Go at it," and then pulled it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, anyways, does your toe stick out? Um, well, <laughs> everything sticks out. I mean, uh, so anyways, so they, um, they give you air conditioning. So the the Italian-made future destroyed high top <laughs> sneaker. Uh, it is uh, an apparent trend of the distressed fashion across the retail brands. Can you share this on our page? The, I will. The white and yellow expensive high-top sneakers have heavy distressing with ripped leather holes and scratches <laughs> around the exterior of the shoe. Created by high fashion designer Mason um, Mar- Margalia. Who needs to lose his right to be a designer. Yes. Uh, known for an avant-garde and deconstructed designs, the shoes are available in the U.S. Men's sizes 10, 11, and 12. The high-end department store is also selling a variety of sneakers that appear to have paint splatters on them. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So I was thinking about this, and I, and I was really thinking about it, because we have, we have the, the, um, the jeans with mud splattered on them. Now we have the shoes that, uh, that you know, it's all being distressed and stuff like that. I have a theory, okay? And my theory is that Mugatu is real and he's taken over the fashion history. <laughs> no, but think about it. And he is bringing about his derelict collection. Relax, Killing my don't ears. Do it yeah, exactly. If you want to go to. <laughs> but think about it. Think about it. When we were in the 80s. Yes. Okay, we we started ripping holes in our jeans. You might have. If Please. I no, oh, you just weren't cool. So no, 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 no. It wasn't that I wasn't cool. It was my dad would whoop my ass. Like if I got my my jeans ripped because like I was working, that's one thing. But if I got a brand new pair of jeans that he just paid for and I ripped a hole in it, he would have the beat point is, is my that, ass red. The point is, is that redder than in her the department hair. Stores they started selling them pre-ripped jeans. I don't remember that. Oh my lord! I really don't remember that, Brad. Brad, do you remember this? No, I remember that. Okay, do you but remember? nothing got in between me and my Jordash. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, and do you remember acid? Wash? Gotta have faith. Acid wash. Yeah, yeah, I do remember acid wash. Destroyed yes. jeans. Yes. I mean, and people were paying top dollar for yes. them back then. Well, I think I think what it comes down to is that TV shows are more like apocalyptic right now mm-hmm. like walking dead and stuff so maybe like the fashion from those shows are coming out maybe sure. yeah like andrew lincoln looks good with muddy so hold jeans. on andrew gonna... lincoln just looks good right but in muddy <laughs> jeans and tore up shoes right because a zombie been on him <laughs> who's andrew lincoln he's uh rick on the walking rick dead. on the walking oh, dead i don't know i just know him as rick 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 oh rick, rick. uh by the way uh anybody here a walking dead fan 
Oh, yes. I haven't watched the last. Well, oh, I know, season, but I mean, so. yeah. I'm not so, all the way caught up yet. No spoilers. Oh. <laughs> it's not a, well. It's not a spoiler. So um, they basically no um, uh, the Walking Dead TV show uh, kind of follows the the graphic novels, right? Not very well. Well, not (laughs) – see, but see what they've done with the TV show. They've taken some characters from the graphic novel and kind of rolled them up into into, uh, one and made them a little bit different. So like in the graphic novels, uh, Andrea uh, is actually a very, very main character. But in the TV Mm -hmm. show, she died I think in the end of like season three or whatever. But basically what has happened is Michonne – has basically taken over the Andrea role in the TV mm-hmm. as compared to the graphic novels. But the newest graphic novel that just came out, Andrea died. So everybody's talking about what does that mean for the TV show? So they're saying not this season, not next season, but possibly the season after that, Michonne might die. You just have to assume that pretty much everyone you love on that show is going to die. No, that's Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's Game of Thrones. Here's a character. We're going to show you this character. This character is awesome. You're going to love everything about this character. And they're dead. Yeah. I mean, seriously. What, uh, there's a... There is a um, Drago. Uh, huh? Drago, yes. Um, there is a, uh, a phrase. Um, I took a bunch of creative writing classes and playwriting classes, and there's a phrase that uh, is used. It's called kill your babies, which is every idea that you have, every good idea that you have, you have to be willing to, to throw that, that idea away and, and trim it down or whatever. I think George R. R. Martin kind of takes that a little bit too seriously and he just kills everybody but it like, keeps it unpredictable it does keep it unpredictable like i did like i i read the books before the tv show came out and i love the tv show because the books are so non-linear it's kind of hard to follow what's going on with who when and that's why i really like the tv show because it it streamlines it so i'm like oh that makes so much sense because that's happening at the same time as that okay now i get it but yeah i loved uh when the red wedding um, <laughs> came out on the TV show because I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming, and I just like all the people that were reacting to it. It was like, yeah, that was a dark day. Here's a picture of uh, those shoes. Hold on, I wanna. Oh yeah, I looked them up to see because I was like, I want to know. I they honestly it one more just time. look like a vintage pair of '80s shoes that have they just walked yeah. through the ringer. Yeah. No, it looks like you left them out on the lawn and they got like. Or like, by the weed or like, or like, you dropped them in the garbage disposal and just went. You could go to the thrift store and get those. Yes, not but they're not. Good. They're not. Whoever the designer was, they're not derelict. What happened okay? to the cool designers, like the ones that used to make? <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! What happened? Wait, wait, wait. For your text, what? Like- what happened to you being like a co-host on this show? You just like, just abandon us one day. No, I didn't abandon you. Yeah, you did. You abandoned. <laughs> When's the last time I saw you? Yesterday. No, I didn't see you no, yesterday. yesterday. I haven't seen you in like forever. Mike. It was yesterday. I saw him yesterday. He's lying. No, no, no. When's the last time I saw you? Yesterday. For people that no. can't see, yeah, Anthony Barnes yesterday. just walked in the studio. It wasn't yet. When did I see you yesterday? In your dreams. Oh, well, yeah. I see, <laughs> I see you in my dreams every night. No, see, I texted him the other day. And yeah. he's like, who is this? Oh. Oh. Hold on. 
Oh, my heart just broke a little Your bit. Heart yeah. I was devastated. Oh. Everyone knows I break phones all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, yeah. that is a true story. And I don't back up all my phone stuff to the iCloud. I don't do that. <laughs> he goes, no, that's, why, that's, why you need, that's why you need an Android phone because it's already all backed up, it's all on Google. I don't want one. iPhones back up to the cloud. Huh? iPhones back up to the cloud. No, I know, but you have to tell it to do that. Androids do it automatically. You can have an automatic sync. No, I'm saying, but you actually have to go in it and flip the switch. iPhones are still better. No, not at all. Skynet, man. Skynet. I'm about to back mine up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Look at him wearing the Triple G hat. (laughs) He's already calling. Oh, absolutely. So you think Logan's going to win? Yeah. Yeah? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Sweet hat. I hate. I hate to. Can I hate to look really good against the punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pl- play it. Cue it up. Oh wait, I don't. I, hold on. I gotta. F- I gotta find Can it I again now. Julio. I don't. I, 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 it's, it's already been gone, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> hold on. I yeah. Hold on. Let's see if I can find it. Find again. it. It's worth it again. Oh no. What do you think gone. of the fights? Um, it was kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. Boring. I mean, you know, I mean, it was just him. Getting his ass beat. So. It was a sparring session. Not even. He threw nine punches around. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's not. He didn't want to fight. Got a paycheck, though. Good he him. did. Got booed from yeah. the Mexican faithful in the crowd. But. And his father. Yeah, his father was not happy. He was his yelling father to... booed him? No, he was uh. yelling at him on the way out of the ring, though. There's video of that happening. But I don't know. He looked like he didn't want to be there no more. Looked like he's done fighting. Lost the eye of the tiger, if I may quote a Rocky movie. <laughs> He lost the eye of the tiger. What's he going to do after Rocky? Who, me? I don't know. He, he lost the eye of the tiger. I don't know what he did. He Sylvester just Stallone. Want- oh, yeah, the old Dynamite magazine. Yeah. He went on to be a pretty good actor. Uh, what you been up to, no, buddy? Fox Nation. I've just been hanging out. Hanging out, training. And I can't find it. I lost it. <laughs> hanging out, training, and uh, yeah, just training, losing weight. Just getting slim, know, yeah. yeah. Running, putting, putting those six miles on the bank. <laughs> no, not until like, actually until <laughs> <laughs> until he will find a way. The twenty second. Okay, well, where's ABC to okay this? She's at the gym right now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. when's your next fight then? Um, I can't tell you yet. Okay, but yeah. she just kind of hinted twenty second. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, well, it's my birthday. June oh, okay. 22nd's my birthday. Oh, okay. Well, happy birthday in advance. Cupcake. I mean, it's, 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 it's a bit in advance, but yeah. I don't know when we'll see him next, so yeah, you gotta I know. wish it. <laughs> You're That's gonna right. see him tonight in your dreams. That's yes, right. Absolutely. No, I, I, I called dibs on that. He's, <laughs> he's a man of mine. I think he was just scared that Cody <laughs> Stamen has been in here a few yes. more times and he wants to keep his record. No, uh-huh. what it is is that you've been talking to his dad like every five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> I see my dad. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm talking to Brad one second. Like, oh, okay. Cool. Oh, I know exactly when he's talking to your dad. It's like, oh, so uh, Sky Miles or <laughs> or the boat or the boat yeah. <laughs> or which fights you going to today? Yeah, admit it. Your dad has a yacht. It's pretty big. It, it's a large boat. <laughs> it's a yacht. Does it get mail? It can get mail. It it can get mail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It has cable. There you go. I mean, come on. Wait, how does it have cable? 
because it has cable. <laughs> that it can't have cable then. It has satellite. No, it has cable hookups too. Okay. So when you dock it, you hook up to cable. Okay. I was gonna say, like there's you can't have a boat out in the water and have it have cable. The cable it's would have to run I the think, entire I way. I think his parents just go out on the boat at the dock and yeah, just like to get out. away from him? Yeah. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> no, nice. I, I go there, too. So yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, now they go out and they, they go hang out in the water and yeah. once in a while. And then, like, you know, they have friends at the marina. So they just hang well, out. Yeah, there. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Drive golf carts around. And stuff like <clears throat> so you think Golovkin's going to beat him by knockout decision? What do you think? I mean, it's early. Uh, I don't know. I think Canelo has a chin, though. I, I'm, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, hasn't really been tested like that. But uh, I would Get say, I would say probably decision. All right. What did you think of the heavyweight bat- battle, Joshua and Klitschko? That was awesome. It was a good Absolutely fight. Absolutely awesome. I was actually uh, watching it on my phone going up north. Uh, me and ABC were God, headed up north. Living and, that uh, life. We were, we were driving, and I was watching. I was driving. I was really excited. Like I got in like, almost like two accidents. It was Wait, awesome. you were watching while you were driving? Yes. I couldn't miss it. Why, you know? why not have her drive then? I, I like driving my own car. Oh, I don't like being driving my car. Oh, it's so. Exciting. I'm gonna. I mm, she was watching I'm, too. So I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I wasn't texting. It's, it's actually kind of worse. Yeah, I know. That's really bad. <laughs> texting you can kind of just do one of these things. I'm just. I'm so disappointed in you. It's super good. Great fight. I, so you do got a fight announcement coming up soon. Yeah, though. real soon. Yeah, real soon. So that'd be cool. You should come back next Tuesday. And make the announcement next Tuesday. Yeah, no, that actually might work. Yeah, we do this you every Tuesday. You can do Tuesday. it then. Every Tuesday? <laughs> yeah. Every Tuesday. You, know, I, you used uh, to be a part of this. I live in the area, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, <laughs> no. rub, rub the salt in the wound. I could, I could, I could probably swing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were talking to Eric McGuire, uh, James Tony's last fights this weekend. Yes. yes you grew up around Detroit. James Tony, mm-hmm. I think, is underrated. People don't yeah, talk about yeah, him. Yeah, don't talk about him enough. But you know. was one of the greatest defensive fighters of all time. Yeah, absolutely. He's and uh, moved awesome. up in weight class. Uh, yeah, a bunch of weight classes. Um, I think all the fights they have this uh, this weekend is all in fights like they can weight classes he fought in. Correct? That's oh, all maybe doing? that's I heard. Oh, I don't know. That's a cool tribute. I heard. Yeah. I don't even know. All the fights are just weight classes he did. You should have asked him that. I did. I was trying to get. Some no, stuff you didn't. Out. Well, I didn't know that. Now he. That's why. That, well, that's what end up in the that's what Anthony article. used to bring to the show. He did. He, you brought in some insider information. This is just hearsay, though. Oh, I know, but, but still, you know, it's yeah, good. Okay, you know. Yeah. What else you been up to? Uh, well, you got uh, a new dog. Yes, you got a new dog. I, I actually the dog. Say, ABC and myself. It's more He's her dog adorable. than mine. But yeah, yeah, she snuggles. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, we got a dog. So what, what kind of dog? A little blue pit bull. Okay. It's adorable. How's the rabbit? <laughs> um, the rabbit is roaming free um, <laughs> in the backyard. In the oh, backyard. Every once in a while in the, the zoo. house. The thing's huge. I mean, I know. It's, it could get on this table. I could stand in front of its like, hind legs. That's good. And its ears would stick up like higher than the microphone. Does it get along with the dog? Yes. No, that is a yes. dog. Yeah. It's not a rabbit. No, absolutely. That's a dog. Yeah. It's one of uh, Fleming giant rabbits or whatever back there. I gotta take a picture of this so I know I'm not dreaming. There's actually a photo um, of me with it online. I think it's on her like Instagram, and it's absolutely massive. Hmm. Like it's huge. It is huge. Wasn't there a picture of it like on the floor in the kitchen or something? And Uh, oh yeah, next to the dog. Yeah, way bigger. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. uh, So are you gonna be there on Saturday? Um. Yeah, I possibly might be. All right. Um, 
It just depends. I have a lot of things going on this weekend, but hopefully I make time. I'm convinced there's two of you because I follow your Snapchat and Uh like you guys will be at one side of the state, then the other like in an hour later. Like I don't know. There's like two of you in ABC. They jet set. We do a lot. We do a lot. We go everywhere. They, so they Sky are, Miles, man. You can go anywhere. It's Barnes. First off, your dad wanted to fly to <laughs> Cincinnati, and I gave him hell about that because no one flies to Cincinnati. You drive that, right? But nobody likes driving through Ohio. That's true. That is yeah, actually that's true. true. Nobody likes Ohio, period. Does your dad I mean, speed? Um, I can't picture him. Spe- I, could, I could see your mom doing that, but not your dad. Yeah, you know what? He gets away with a lot, so yeah, he, he's probably speeding. That's probably why he doesn't want to drive. I talked him out of flying, though. So you can you can blame that on me. He wanted to fly. I was like, no, no, no. You just drive. By the time you get to the airport and everything. No, but so I was at Myers the other day, and this is why I had actually texted Anthony. Um, the new Cokes are out with the names on them again. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, They sure, actually Coke, had yeah. one that says share Coke with the Barnes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, neat. So I got this photo, it. and I was like, <laughs> because like you know like lately I've been getting like these strange messages and I'm like I don't I don't know any Stalker. of these numbers no for real yeah no I'm Seven, sure three, four. I yeah. don't know anyone down river <sighs> you know right and then the, your heart was broke it was yeah she came home and she like I don't he doesn't even know me anymore and I go you know what he's been so I told him I'm like you forgot about us no never we never see you anymore <laughs> no. <laughs> You missed the nope, boxing nope. part of the show. We're already to like general topics. Oh, that's fine. Know? I'm just hanging out anyway. I just, awesome. I just, I just came to see you guys. There's yeah. beef sticks in the other room. In the, yeah. in the fridge. You can't eat them. No, yeah. All right. Losing weight. Losing weight. Losing weight mm-hmm. again? We're going to keep you on task here. With All right. not here. Uh, the MTV Movie Awards happened Sunday. I don't think anyone watches oh, them anymore. no. But your boy, Zac Efron, came in the white suit he wore at High School Musical. High school musical That's what he wore. His prom. Uh, but the big thing Shut is up. best Blech. actor is now gender, gender neutral. And Emma Watson, who is a big feminist, won for Beauty of the Beast. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask around really quickly your thoughts on gender neutral at best actor instead of having best actor, best actress. Is it a big deal or is it just – I don't care either way. But now it's just best actor can well, be women you, or men. Well, if you listen to a lot of the interviews that people do in you know in the past, like say a couple of years, actresses don't refer to themselves as actresses; they refer to themselves as actors. So I would see that it's going to go that way, whether we like it or not. Right. But some actresses aren't as good as actors. So they're not going to get as many awards no, at the they Oscars. Will not. Yeah, no, exactly. Just saying. What do you think, Jimmy? You're you're from acting. Um, no, I I've always I've always been the whole you know uh, best you know I don't like the term actor and actress. I don't like the 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 delineation or whatever. Remember, he I would both ways. Yes, exactly. I would. I see. I think it would be a great thing if you did. Um, instead of doing like actress or actor, if you did male lead, female lead, um, I or agree with that. I yeah, like that. male lead, female lead, uh, supporting female, supporting male, like I can see that. And then also like best performer instead of like actor, actress, best performer, which could be either one or instead of saying okay. gender neutral, cause that just is a long, you know. Thing where I would just say best performer. So you have uh, an award that goes to each, uh, you know, a female and a male. 
Um, and then you also have one that's just best performer, which can be either or. Do you think it's like part of the whole PC thing just being out of control, though? Yeah, that's part of it. But I always, I always thought that it should they should get away with actor actress as the um, terminology or whatever. I don't like that because I because I mean, if you want to go like way way back. Um, the reason that it was called actor and actress is because an actor was somebody who performed. An actor, an actor was somebody who performed on the stage, mm-hmm. and and you were even in like the eighteen hundreds. If you were an actor, you could be either male or female, but you were an actor if that's all you did was perform on the stage. An actress was somebody who performed on the stage, but then also performed extra things. In a private room, they were known as actresses. What? But the term stayed with that no, any female. I don't want to be an actress. Uh, well, and ever. so any female, any female performer, just all of a sudden started to get the connotation of actress, and then it just stayed that way for a long time because the what that what was going on also was no longer going on. So they're like, oh, that's fine because an actress is female and an actor is male and blah, blah, blah. So I never – because I know the history of it, I've never liked the terminology. So I think it's, I think it's good that they've changed it. But I Shannon, think it's something to change a little bit. acting background, what do you think? I actually agree that there should be a best uh, male lead and best female lead to specify without using the terminology of actor and actress. Right. I didn't know actresses were whores. Only, but see, that's from a long time ago. Because it well, got said it. well, no, no, but no, but that's that was the terminology. That's what they're doing back in the Lying room. that they performed in other areas. I got you. I got you. They could be they could be similar to geishas because geishas weren't just uh, you know they were entertainers. They weren't just you know uh, sexual. Uh, whatever, but geishas were very, very uh, um, well educated. They could play yeah, musical they instruments. Trained. They were trained. They they knew massage. They could play musical instruments, and their whole job was to relax their client. Not not even necessarily in a sexual manner. It was something completely different. So, but actress in in the eighteen hundreds when they were touring. Uh, troops or whatever that went around, you had female actors and then you had female actresses, which is how the guys in the town knew which ones they could go off with and which ones were off limits. So, and then it just, like I said, they never really changed that. And it, but then the whole connotation of what an actress was changed around the turn of the century. So they, they just, they just, they kept calling females actresses. But it no longer had the connotation that it did. But I just, I just don't like it. I think it. it's like the same thing as like when you refer to a ballerina. You know, you don't. It's a prima hear, donna. You don't. You don't often hear a male dancer called a ballerina. No, role, but that's the correct term for a male dancer. Yes, that is so correct. It's like, I or someone who's doing ballet. You no, know, I don't yeah. care that much if some. I refer to myself as an actress when I tell people because a lot of the time, you know, that's the feminine version in right. my opinion. But. It, I do think that if they want to go in that direction, the best uh, course of action would probably be to change it to best female lead. Or, right, or, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit has a new streetcar. It is opening this week. It's called the Q-Line. I know I'll use it just because of the location. but For all of the two weeks that it's going to be open before it completely gets destroyed. What? what? Oh, yeah. 
This is Detroit we're talking about. You honestly think no? You honestly think something like this is going to last? You have to pay to get on it. Yeah, they're expecting (laughs) they're expecting first year ridership of six thousand riders per day per day per day. (laughs) No, I no, I I I believe you. When those when those uh, were actually projected, because I think that's an old paper. The things go thirty five miles per hour. For like two seconds before they have to stop to miss a car. Well, no, there's actually there's some spaced out stops. I brought some info. For I you know, guys. I know. I'm Barnes. You I'm ragging it? on it. I'm uh, ragging on it because um, it was a dumb idea. I probably won't use it because I have a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that room. I'm gonna see if I can find well, this. See, there. the whole idea is like for oh, say, say you're down in Midtown. Mm-hmm. You want to go downtown. But How much does it cost to again. park to go to right. a Tigers game? Right. When you can park, park for... Park casino? That's why there's... Uber. No, because they charge now. <laughs> unless yeah. you have a player's card. Unless, you, unless you have a player. Unless you're <laughs> Anthony Barnes. <laughs> unless you're Anthony Barnes. What about Barnes. you girls? You gonna ride it? figure it costs a buck fifty uh, I might if I'm it. downtown and I want to get around without having to move my car a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah it costs a buck fifty to ride it. I mean, if we, we park down Midtown. We'll go down for a Tigers game. Um, is it open like is or is it like completely enclosed? No, no, no. Oh, it's enclosed. It kind of, oh, the whole thing is enclosed. Yeah, they yeah. can't throw stuff at so you. So I was going to say, I mean, if it was like more like a trolley, that almost be kind of cool because I like the open, you know, the on a beautiful day, you know. But I guess if it's, oh, okay, I see, yeah. It reminds me of the people mover, but just on the ground. <laughs> I'd find a way to get lost, even though it's a straight shot. Yeah, you, you, yeah, it's tough, to tough to get lost. It just, just goes straight thing, though, like, in the back. If you're going to use it, yeah, like, you have to be in the city already. Like, for me, it's like I might as well just take my car because. Well, so they're talking eventually, like down the road, that it would go all the way to now, Royal. That Oak. I'll agree with Jimmy. That will never happen. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No, either. but that was like the the goal at one point when they first started. Which this. would be super cool, but then the Royal Oak would probably turn to shit. Well, it'd have, to, it'd have to go from Royal Oak through. Like Highland Park, mm-hmm. and you know, well that 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 one. I mean, totally Anthony's different, totally different area. I know, but Anthony wouldn't have to worry about that. I mean, he he carries. So I mean, going through Highland Park's not an issue. <laughs> yeah, but you just got to make sure you have your body armor. Believe it or not, there. Are, if you go area, down Woodward and Highland Park, you'll see more cops than you will anywhere else. Yeah, that's because no, they all just always out. I, well, I know I, because they. You, do you know why? Because that's their entire revenue stream. That little stretch on Woodward right there is how they make all of their money. But that's just it. I feel I don't, I don't ever feel in danger in there. Just oh, I still do. Cops everywhere. I, but it, but the cops aren't worrying about you getting shot. They're worried about pulling that guy over and getting a ticket and generating money. They don't care about you. Thanks. I'm not saying you. Just, that's Barnes and the Highland Park Police that do not care about her. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. That's rough. I know for a fact they don't care. I know for okay. True story. I was in a work vehicle and I got pulled over because uh, one of the mud flaps was missing. Okay, they no, I, I again Highland Park Police. No Highland Park Police pulled me over because there was a missing mud flap because they knew they could get money out of it because it was a thing. While I was sitting there, while I was sitting there, there was a call literally around the block about shots fired. I could hear the gunshots, but the cops still wrote me the damn ticket. It's like that is where their priorities lie. They don't care about people getting murdered. They want to generate money from their tickets. Shots are already done, so just wait until the body's Well, no, I think it was an active an active scene or whatever. But this is something that I wanted to, to say. Um, 
There, there is a uh, prediction. This was in uh, on Business Insider. Um, no one will own a car in 25 years. Hmm. Between ride sharing, public transportation, and self driving cars, no one in 25 years will actually own a car. They'll just um, they'll use other companies to get them to and from places. But they're saying that the the one holdout from all of that is going to be Detroit. Because of the big three, and that I, <laughs> I, I noticed. <laughs> that was the word. I know you're like. Uh, 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 yeah. Um, well, the thing they were talking about is the fact that millennials, um, they don't want to own cars anymore. Well, no, they're saying in 25 years nobody will. Like car manufacturer, but like, it's already starting, and we live. Oh yeah, it's already starting. Yeah, yeah. Kids don't want. They, no, they don't want to own cars because they're too goddamn expensive. Well, but but see, in twenty five years, nobody's going to own a car, so it won't matter. I don't think. I don't know. He's a car guy. He's not going to say. I like. What if they? What if they make it too expensive to own a car? Like the taxes get up. The barns will always be a little more. No, I'll just get a better job. (laughs) (laughs) So what? You say you get a better job. What would you do? Own a company. That's what my dad does. Oh, okay. You just own a company because it's so easy to just own a company. He does it. You don't think that 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 Ors would just be like, "I'm so sick of this, Anthony. It's yours." Oh no, no, no. What does your dad? What company does your dad own? Can't tell you. Oh, okay. Oh, it's one of those companies. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, car guys aren't going to give up their cars. I mean, Anthony's not going to give up his car. I'm. I'm just saying, 25 years, nobody's going to own a car anymore. I will hold you to that. My dad is I won't. Me. I won't. You know that, right? Like, Why? We've been talking shit about him the whole time. No, you haven't. <laughs> I see him. No, he, believe me, it's the same stuff he says to him I every say it day. To him. I say it to him all the time. I joke around. Um, every day. <laughs> I swear to God. Every time he's on the phone, I know it's either his mom or it's Orr's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, he's pretty high up on my call list. I think yeah. he's number four. Yeah, he is. I keep track of who I call through the phone. I'm like, oh, he's moving up, uh, moving on, up. moving up. What do you? What did you think of uh, the Metro Detroit uh, Golden Gloves team this year? Uh, they did pretty well. And yeah. um, the kid I gave the silver trophy to, to two Jaquan? years ago. Yes, yep. he got what, silver. Mm-hmm. He, right, you got the silver trophy. Um, Jaquan Jackson, silver medal in the nationals. I think so. no bronze, right? Bronze, either silver. way, whatever. He got a medal. He yeah. got a medal. He got a medal. He's, he's, he's pretty, pretty decent. Good. No, I did good. Uh, it's good to see uh, you were at World's Best today, I saw. Yeah, yeah, I was there today. Um, my coaches were out of town, so I um, decided to go someplace a little closer to home, someplace where I haven't been to in a while. I'll change it up a little bit. Awesome. So yeah. you're going to be here next Tuesday? We'll talk boxing? Yeah. you yeah, got to wrap up that. the show because we got to get out 10 minutes early. Nice. But you be back here next Tuesday. Yes. Everybody heard him say that. Yes, yeah, I, I heard, heard him it. say it, but yeah, I'm not gonna, I won't hold my breath. There's a show on after us? Yeah. Not according to the there, door. There's a bunch of people in the lobby. Yeah, oh. I think there is one. Oh, okay. Can I read this really fast Yeah, then? go for it. Yeah. Okay. So um, we talked about uh, last week, um, there was a guy that I was a medic with in the military, um, and he, he passed away, and the funeral was uh, last uh, Friday. Well, Thursday was the viewing, and then Friday was the funeral, and then they actually did the burial um, yesterday. Uh, out in Holly, but there is a there's a little poem that um, they read at the funeral, um, and I thought it was really good. So, uh, in honor of uh, Bob Grady, Robert Grady, um, 
uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this poem. I am the medic. Where you go, I follow. From Concord's Bridge to Port-au-Prince, I've healed the wounds of those that fell. America's best I've served. I am the medic. I save. I was there at the beginning, with you at Valley Forge, bending the bi- binding the bleeding feet, assuaging the fevered brow. I saw the nations born. America's best I've served. I am the medic. I save. Through the campaigns that led to New Orleans, Old Jackson, I served in bloody combat and helped extend the westward frontier. Where you went, I followed. America's best I served. I am the medic. I save. You hunted the guerrillas at Veracruz, fought in the high plateau. You won again, and I was there, serving America's best. I am the medic. I save. In the dark days of civil strife, two masters I served. Through horrible carnage and illness rife, I served America's best, both blue and gray. I am the medic. I save. I followed you up on San Juan Hill and against the Moro, too. In every climb against the wary foe, America's best were served by me. I am the medic. I save. We fought together in the First World War. Over the top, I stood with you while they did not pass. Many did not come back when it was over over there. And I served America's best. I am the medic. I save. A generation passed and we fought again, reeled back together from Bataan. Together we rose as before and stormed against the African shore and assaulted the underbelly of Europe and clawed the trail to Rome. We challenged the beach and hedgerows and broke out, weathered the bulge. Across the Rhine and on, we went together. And in the Pacific, island by island, we did our job to save. V.E. and V.J. and gone. I served America's best. I am the medic. I save. You gathered your strength at Pusan, swept north and fought mid the mountains. Steaming heat and chilling snow. I was there in full array and flew the fallen to save that day. I served America's best. I am a medic. I save. In the steaming jungle along the Mekon, the medic hospital and medevac were there to serve, to heal the nurse, to protect in turbulent times. I served America's best. I am the medic. I save. When America's students faced threats overseas and rangers jumped on the Isle of Spice, I was there. As people's voices were stilled by a dictator, I charged with you to bring them justice. In the Persian Gulf, you dodged sandstorms and scuds and secured the border driving out the invaders, providing comfort to the wounded. I stood with you as you wept for your friends. I served America's best. I am the medic. I save. And I am there in refugee camps, holding children, feeding the hungry, giving blood, medicine, support, and comfort. Whenever someone holds out a hand for help, I am there. From continent to island, from mountain to shore, wherever brave soldiers fight and die, wherever the best serve, I am there. And I will be there the next time. I serve America's best and the world. I am an American medic. I save.